0: Hello and welcome, I'm Jules B, your host of Behind the Labels, a label-free podcast premium production. Go with me behind the scenes as I dive into the lives of our guests. Each episode will feature unconventional questions that invoke joy, sorrow, and sometimes silence. Come on in, take a seat, and let's start this conversation. Good morning.
1: Hey, good morning. All right. So you are several things. You are a U.S. Army veteran. You are a life coach and you are a trainer. You've helped many people. I think I saw like 500 clients, maybe more than that. And you have worked with what 50 companies that yeah,
2: that is correct.
1: Five, okay so from surviving to thriving and this is through your coaching you were awarded soldier of the year for your battalion three times you received awards for PT, and you took your leadership skills your certification and your life experiences and you took them you said hey i'm going to help people take control of their minds and their bodies so they can not just survive but they can thrive now You also made it a point to to note that you're you're biracial, and you grew up in the South, and you saw hate from both sides. But you've used that as fuel, as you said, uh, with the what upbringing in your home, and you talked about the fact that your home basically was filled with alcoholism and rage, and so you healed yourself and you want to touch others and teach others to do the same so that is what i got out of what you sent over to me what would you like to add to that all right well the main thing i would
2: like to add to that is my whole intent with any individual client or even potential episode is just to give people golden nuggets and action stuff so they can actually use so in terms of leadership and personal development. Or if somebody okay. has been through trauma in the past or maybe currently is by the end of a conversation, them having at least one or two things that they can take action on.
1: Okay. So I heard what you said, talking about the fact that, you know, hey, what you want to do, but let me ask you this. It's one of the first questions I like to ask. What do you think is the most expensive lesson you can to learn? I mean... It's probably a lot, but out of everything that has happened to you, what, what is your most excessive lesson? And keep in mind that, as I always say, money isn't the only currency.
2: Oh, yeah, exactly. I would say getting out of my own head as a teenager and in college. I was the intelligent one. I was the smart one, but I was the know-it-all. The 18-year-old, I was like, can't tell me anything. I have good grades. I'm making money, I'm doing X, Y, Z, I'm helping a lot of people, but I realized quick that I hit the ceiling fast. And once I was able to get rid of pride and ego and reach out to mentors, coaches, hire people and so forth, that's when everything started coming together where I just had to tell myself, I don't know everything. I need to learn from people that are doing well in many areas and humble myself and just listen. So Mm -hmm. getting rid of that pride and ego was definitely the number one thing. So right into college, into the military, that's what helped every area. And it all stemmed from like childhood and all that, where I just wouldn't listen to people that I didn't want to end up like. But then the older I got, I was like, look, that aggression is not going to help. So let's go ahead and listen to the people that do have lives, positivity and so forth that I like.
1: Okay. Okay. So do you think our lives are formed more by things that are out of our control Or things that are within our control that we don't take the time to
2: change. Definitely, the things that we do have control of and can change.
1: Really? So you don't think that your upbringing and different things like that got you to the point where you didn't want to listen because maybe you thought, if I listen to some some of these kids, these people, then I might end up just like them. I. I, there was a a drunk man in our neighborhood. We called him. His name was Dick, right? And he would come down the street every day, drunk as a skunk, Derek, as we say. But he never he, he 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 would never say anything. He would just walk down the street slowly, swaying, barely being able to stand on his two feet. But one day he stopped in front of the house, and we were out in the yard playing as children. And Dick looked at us and he said, children, don't ever drink. That's all he said. And he continued down the street, drunk as a skunk, as I said. And the next day, guess what? He was drunk as a skunk. And a lot of the kids laughed, right? But because that was the first time I had ever heard Dick say something, I listened. I've never had it. Oh, drink. yeah. And so I didn't take it as some people would have said, "Eh, this just man is trying to tell me not to drink and he can't stop. But I I took it as a child, as this man is telling me, look, look what happens when, when you get to this point. And that's the way that I took it. So I think that it's a matter of how you listen. Not necessarily the fact that you don't listen at all.
2: Exactly. So, and it, yeah. definitely with your reactions of what you do with that information, when you can see that perspective, it's always interesting where you're like, all right, I needed a third party to say the same thing that somebody else heard. I always thought that that was yeah. funny as a kid and teen. Sometimes your father, mother, uncle Jimmy, whoever would say yeah. something, but if you heard it from the right person, it clicked. And then internally yeah. you would just laugh and you're like, I've heard this for years.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. So, What is something that you feel you don't tell yourself enough? I would say that proud of myself is where I am right now. Really?
2: Because I always want to do more and I don't want to let anybody down. So it's a good healthy balance of it. But I would just say be present in the moment for a second and just remind myself that I am proud of myself rather Mm -hmm. than just looking at what is next, what is next, what is next. Because everything is about everyone else, family, clients. Impact and so forth, but sometimes I just have to pause and then just say, "Hey, you know what? Proud of you. You've done X, Y, Z. You've sure. overcome this, overcome that. So, just pausing
1: for yeah. a moment." Yeah. So, what do you think would happen if you didn't pause?
2: If you did, if I didn't that. pause, yeah. I know that the fire, I wouldn't say it would die down, but the fire would be paused for a second. And then I would get even more clarity. So like an example could be instead of a few minutes at the beach or a few minutes in nature to spend a whole day, like one whole day, not even doing any emails, any calls, et cetera, and just fully immersing myself in that day. Cause I usually will do it for an hour or two. And then my mom's okay. like, Oh, time's up. Time to go back to work. So definitely mm-hmm. one whole day of not doing anything for work, business or others.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that I read in your Bible said, you had healed yourself. What was the event that happened that even started that? It was continuous late nights
2: of just at-home rage of just parents that had their own paths, had their own things going on in their life that they uh-huh. never fully got through or never really got the help that they needed. But okay. I feel like my gift as a kid and teen was seeing that I wasn't the problem and they were just releasing their trauma, but they could see that I could handle it. I'm not saying that's a healthy way to (laughs) release and let things out, but I always saw that as like a challenge. I said, you know what, whatever happened in their upbringing or in their past, they're letting that out on me, but that has nothing to do with me. And I would always change a perspective and see how I could use that as my fuel rather than just like feel like a victim all those nights of seeing that I could see that they were looking through me, not at me. And as in they could see someone else, their past version, their current version or some traumatic moment. And I could just see it in their eyes. And then the very next day it would be like, Hey, what time do you want to go have lunch or breakfast? And in my head, I'm like, did you guys not remember that? But I would realize that they would forget everything. So then I was like, you know what? These are two different people when the alcohol consumption starts and the bottles are done. Some something takes them over. And in the morning, it was like all fun and dandy. Like, hey, wh- what are we going to do today as a family? And in my head, I was like, "What did, did, you not, did you not know what happened three hours last night? But they really wouldn't. So I just kept rolling with the punches. But that's one thing that I always notice is that they just didn't do the inner work or were able to. So I never really held any anger or resentment. I just flipped that pain into fuel. Mm, yeah, yeah.
1: That's a lot, though. To put on you as a child i mean that's a lot How, what is your relationship like with your parents now because I, I didn't you didn't read anything i didn't read anything in any bio so i don't know if they're still living or anything like that because that's not what was sent over to me
2: so yeah for, for sure so they're they're both still living and we talk every now and then but it's more so like mutual respect so there's mutual respect that they're like hey you went on a good path to help a lot of people make an impact and have a successful business and careers that you've had. So it's more so mutual respect. So I would say loving from a distance. Mm. Basically, I have more boundaries than ever because you know how it is with some family members or friends, the elephant could be in the room and the elephant starts 10 minutes or an hour after you're there. You can go meet up at the function, at the birthday, at the holiday, whatever it is, but within a certain amount of period, Everybody can sense that energy just starts cutting the air, so oh. that's usually when I'm like, "All right, something's about to happen." So it's pleasure yeah. to see you all. I'm happy everybody's healthy, but that's about it.
1: Wow, it's kind of like sometimes I'm I am like, okay, apology accepted, but access denied. Hundred You know, it's like okay, I accept the apology. The access, no. The apology, yeah. But I don't even I don't know if that's forgiveness though i I think that's still me dealing with my pain, possibly. I don't know how people would look at that.
2: there could be two perspectives one, it could be you just putting yourself first and not allowing the continuous arguments or whatever whatever the situation would normally happen. It's more so like you're respecting yourself and then on the other side, somebody in the past could have never spoken up, but From, like, the sound of things, I can definitely sense that you speak up and everything, but I just feel like it's just you respecting yourself, where you're like, hey, you know what? Enough is enough. I get what I tolerate, and I'm not tolerating this mess.
1: Yeah, like, like, from the sound of things, I can tell you speak up.
2: Yeah, I was trying to put it in a professional way. I don't want to be like, hey, you don't take anyone's shit.
1: You can tell that. Really?
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah.
1: (laughs) Really? How How can you tell
2: that? For real? So, on honestly, for real, it's it's the tonality, the tone of voice, and the confidence. Where, like, we're not even on video about right now, but I can just hear it. I can sense it, and you're just authentically yourself. So, people that own who they are, they usually don't really have a filter. Which some people think that's bad. Some people think is good. I've always loved it with people because I'm like hey at least we know where we're going to be it's black and white there's no gray area
1: you know I mean I I would say yes and no I do have a filter I just filter it a different way I I can tell you that something is stupid just by saying okay that's one way to look at it and I I really just told you I don't agree but the way that I presented it to you you don't Go. It, it can go either way. You don't listen exactly. well that way. It's just that I've learned to use my words there, and that's made all the difference in how I communicate. I don't have to scream. I don't have to holler. I can just use my words. And my mother always said, and she's still living. She always said to me as a child, "Words are some of the most powerful things that you will ever have in your life, and if you learn how to use them." You can go all over the world. You can talk oh, to anybody. You can communicate with anyone because you're not scared of words. And so many people are. And I'm not scared of words. It's not a a confrontational type of thing. It's just the fact that I, I know my words. And that's made a difference in my communication. Which leads me to my next question. If you have time still, you walk into a room and, of course, people are sizing you up trying to figure out who you are if they don't already know what would you say is a common misconception or misperception that people tend to have with you before
2: i say anything as in like the scenario not not right now <laughs> but before i say anything verbally it's more so like my height um, physique or just like the way i carry myself just military bearing which basically just means some people call that rbs some people would just call it a serious face but a lot of military we just have a certain look so some people not everyone but some people they would assume that somebody would be hyper aggressive or mean or whatever preconceived notion that they have but once we actually have a conversation they're like wow very laid back very calm and all that the demeanor didn't come across as angry the demeanor just came off as focused in the zone or maybe just thinking of something so that is definitely one thing that I noticed that some people they are like, oh, wow, I thought you would have been like really aggressive because the way you look or you're fit and all this. I'm like, no, I'm just a normal guy. Like I rarely ever really talk about protein and all the things that people assume somebody would talk about and then just have a real conversation. So like they just assume they're like, oh, I thought you're the military guy. You're going to be like, cuss me out like David Goggins. I'm like, I mean, we can bring that, but it's not needed. They feel like we're that person twenty four seven.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's not needed. Like I, I just said, if you know how to use your word, you can stop people and leave people with their mouths open. You don't have to. Oh, explain. Yeah. But with all these things that you're doing, what is in your life right now that you put on hold that you know you should actually be doing? So I would just say
2: in regards to personal, just taking it to the next level in regards to fiance, and the next steps.
1: So you don't have a young lady in your life?
2: No, I do. It's just about that time. <laughs>
1: okay. So when do you plan on doing that?
2: Definitely mm-hmm. soon. Definitely soon. <laughs> I
1: heard
2: that the ending. <laughs>
1: you heard me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. But yeah, so de- de- definitely, um, definitely this year. But I I would say in regards to like other areas of life, just done all the work and continues always learning and improving and evolving. But I know that that is something that will benefit us both. And it's just one of those things where it's like opening up in the new chapter. So this is going well, friendships are doing well, clients are happy, yeah. this and this are coming together, but I feel like that's the thing that is the next step to solidify that.
1: Well, if a program proven fact that men are more successful when they have wives by their side. Thousand percent. That, yeah, they're, they're more successful because they, they're thinking, okay, I have to do this. I have to take care of my family. I have to make sure that I'm providing. That is those that, that are those that, you know, actually think that way. But most men that are successful, they have women by their, their side. So, Yeah. And I'm not talking about as a girlfriend. I'm just talking about as someone that you know has your last name, and you come home to when you come home. If you're not a world traveler, so exactly. Let Let's say you could relive one day in your life. You couldn't change it, though. There, you could only experience it again. So, what day would that be for you, and why?
2: I would say in regards to graduating, basic training. So I was the flag guard. So I was the guy in the front of my platoon, running and sprinting, holding the flag up in the air. And it was more so than graduation. Me personally, I never cared about the graduation as in having family or friends there. It was more so the internal rush of accomplishing something, but more so that years before I was a different person. So it wasn't so much about, nine weeks of doing this school doing this training everybody was there to celebrate that but for me it was more so like this is a new part of my life and i said goodbye to the old young version so that's what the psychological shift was for me and that rush like even just talking about it i have chills right now on my forearm so that feeling and it was more so again just closing one chapter of life opening up the other rather than just like hey now i'm a soldier now we start the career It was much deeper than that to me at least.
1: Now when you did go ahead and go through that and you graduated from basic training and everything, who was there for you? Who was there to support you?
2: My parents were there.
1: And how did that make you feel knowing what they had put you through? I was proud
2: because I was always the calm quiet kid. I never really yelled. I always let everything out through fitness or helping others. So not hearing the words, I love you, in the household made me love others more. So I feel like that was a blessing in disguise. So I've noticed a lot of people, what they didn't get at home, they try to give to others in a positive way.
1: But that didn't affect you not to hit
2: not, not in a negative way. I mean, yeah, that really? as a kid or as a teen, it did, but it was more so I grew up always watching movies and reading books of people that went through things worse. And I would always tell myself it could be worse. And I wasn't yeah. trying to like act like my scenario didn't exist, but I would always yeah. be very intrigued by people that went through way worse, like families that grew up in Syria or different parts in the world. And just all these different situations and then i would bring it back to the present moment and say i have both parents in my life we have a beautiful house we have this and this we've traveled we've done all these other things what am i going to do complain because i didn't hear three words in a sentence everything else showed the love rather than just saying it outside of just the dark night so that's always a perspective that i looked at it as instead of complaining
1: but that's still heavy because You know, and that's still a heavy thing to have to grow up thinking that that's normal. And so because that's normal, you know, oh, there are people that have it worse instead of you being able to just be a kid. You know, you, you had to grow up really, really fast. And that's, yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. So. Oh, yes. Well, let's say here's my last question to you. Let's say you're standing in front of a door and on the other side of that door there is everything that you lost, everything that you have right now, and everything that's coming in the future. And you hear a voice say, Derek, open that door and you get to grab one thing and bring it back with you. But when you close that door, that's it. What's the first thing that you would look for to grab and bring back?
2: That's a powerful question. So I have a question about that question. Can I still obtain yeah. all the things that are on the other side of the door? Or is more so like a thing of the future? I open the door and can take one thing for the right now.
1: I'm not going to answer that because you're okay. going to answer that according to the way the first thing that you thought.
2: Perfect. So first thing time. that came to my mind, first thing that came to my mind was, wisdom wisdom not a thing not an experience not a house all those things are amazing give people a rush but the wisdom and the wisdom leading to calmness so how to help people myself and have even stronger faith that kind of wisdom so feeling calmer feeling at peace Whether zero self-doubt knowing everything else is going to come but that wisdom whatever I haven't learned yet
1: Okay. And straight from the horse's mouth, no. that's all that I have for you. In the meantime, keep in mind, we are not as divided as we are disconnected. Blessings to you and yours. And Nathan, thank Nathan, you, make Thank you. Thank you. All right.
2: <laughs> all right. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. It can be in my head all month, <laughs> all August. New York and be like, all right, one step closer, one step closer.
1: No, you're, you'll go. He, he's a,
2: father. oh, yes, definitely.
1: He the wife find it the wife find it a good thing
2: exactly okay. when when you know you know
1: yeah but but you got to know it in your heart guys have to have it in their heart to make that move it it can't oh, yeah. be expected they she has to have your heart, and until she truly 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 has your heart, you can't make that move you think it's because it's time, I think it's because you're not sure whether she has your heart or not you like her, you love her and all that other stuff. But giving her your whole heart is something different because that's the exactly. ability that people have to be ready for because you don't know what somebody's going to do with your heart once you give them to take that step. So, you know, I'm I'm glad that you're not jumping into it. But, you know, don't leave a hanging.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, I appreciate
1: so. it. All right. Now you <laughs> take it and bless it.
2: All right. You too. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.
1: Bye.
0: Thank you for joining me for this episode of Behind the Labels, a label-free podcast premium production. We hope this conversation has reminded you of the power of your voice and the importance of taking the best steps to live a more fulfilled life. Make sure you like, follow, comment, and share. And for more content, check out the label-free podcast with our fabulous host, Deanna. And remember... We all have choices. We all have goals. We all make mistakes. But it doesn't have to be behind a label.